an original presentation from America's premier audio theater group, Seeing Ear Theater. Check gauges. Gauges, hi. Matthews, check target intelligence. Target's confirmed. Hi. January, confirm your station switching crosshairs. Hi, we're set. Flare is ready. We're good to go. Place is all. After the initial takeoff, I move forward into the nose of the plane and put my parachute on my chair. I can hear the hum here in the nose, and it's the best place to be. At least I'm away from everyone's prying eyes. I sit back and relax. turned off. Okay, get a hold of yourself. January, when we get to the IP, we'll move to autopilot, and you'll have maneuvering room for any slight course corrections. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this, but there's no way out now. I could have just said I didn't want to back then. God, it was so simple. I am so stupid. Who gives a damn what the psychiatrist or Tibbetts or anyone else thinks of me backing out? But there's no way out now. Well, at least I can I can stop worrying. It's not like I have a choice but to do it anyway. I mean, it's not like I can go up there and lie. I could say I was secretly promoted to major, and that I have new instructions for where we're to drop the bomb. Yeah, that would be good. Somewhere else besides on a city full of civilians. We could drop the bomb in Tokyo Bay. No, there's not a chance in hell I could convince Fitch and the rest that I have secret orders superseding theirs. And I can't very well go up there and wave a pistol around and order them to drop the bomb in Tokyo Bay because I'm the one actually dropping it. I can't drop the bomb and still order them around at the same time. Pipe dreams! Captain January, we're going to arm the bomb now. You want to watch? Sure thing. For a minute there, I thought Shepard had heard me plotting it all out. But I tell myself to relax as I slip out of my seat and head back to the bomb bay to watch them work on the gimmick. I don't dare wear gloves with this one. I'd be just as happy myself if you didn't let something slip. <laughs> Nothing can blow until I change those green wires to the red ones. Give me the wrench. Here you go. Okay. Breach plug. Hey, red ends toward the breach. I know. I'm watching these guys take apart the gimmick like it's no more than a truck in a garage. All right, let's tighten the breach plug. Now, 16 turns, exactly. Shepard's sweating even though the bay is chilled. He wipes his forehead nervously. All right, let's hope we don't get hit by lightning. Okay. A few more caps to go, Stone. I've got goosebumps watching these men working on this thing like it was a family car. The old clunker that needs monthly repairs or something. God, what's wrong with these men? 
Shepard was there. He was a scientist for crying out loud. He and the rest of the brainiacs had tested this thing for over a year down there in New Mexico. Why hadn't one of them stopped to consider what they were doing? Why? Because none of them had to drop it. Sixteen. Yeah. Good. We got a live one now. Oh, man. And not even a thought about what it could do. Just another bomb. Looks like one big, long trash can with fins on one end and an antenna on the other. Just another bomb to you and you don't care. I walk past him and my hatred's gonna bust all over my face and give me away. My pistol catches on the doorway and for a moment I have a nice little fantasy about shooting Shepard. Shooting Fitch and McDonald and plunging the controls forward so that Lucky Strike tilts down and spins into the sea like a spent tracer bullet. Nobody would ever know what happened to us, and this trash can would be dumped at the bottom of the Pacific where it belonged. I can even shoot everyone and then parachute out. Perhaps even be rescued by one of the super dumbos following us. Hey, you look a little haggard. Want some coffee? My hand... My hand's still on my pistol, but I take it off and reach out. Coffee? Yeah, sure. Just making sure you're not suffering from hypoxia. So, you'd rather kill me with the coffee then, huh? <laughs> Benton, time to tune the Loran equipment. Give me stats for Okinawa to Iwo Jima for the map table. Oh, oh wait, I need the straight edge. Oh, here you go. <laughs> They've taken the art out of navigation. They might as well stop making the navigators dome. Good old American know-how. <laughs> Rendezvous at 535, eh, Benton? Over Iwo? No, I'd say 550. What? Check again, guy. We're not in no tugboat here. The wind. Yeah, the wind. Frank, you want to add a bet to the pool? 536. <laughs> See? He's got more confidence in me. I can't shoot these men. If they aren't friends, they pass for friends. And at least they're companions. They mean no harm. Hey, Shepard, Stone, coffee? Yeah, sure. The gimmick's ready to kick their ass, huh? Yep. So I sigh and I move forward past Haddock's console and up toward Fitch. What am I going to do? I look around the cockpit at all the flight engineers' dials and gauges, but they all show conditions are normal. Maybe I can sabotage something. Professor, when are we due over Ewo? 5.40. Matthew's estimates? Yep. <laughs> you better be right. A thug. In peacetime, Fitch should be hanging around pool tables, giving the cops trouble. He's perfect for war. Tibbets had chosen his men well. Most of them, anyway. I walk back. They're having a good time. An adventure. They're all a bit like Fitch. Young toughs. Capable but thoughtless. That's the problem. I think too much. Hey, 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 hey. I heard this joke, right? A blind man is walking his dog through an intersection, and the dog starts running the guy out into the oncoming traffic. The cars swerve and stop, and drivers scream at him, and the guy, by a miracle or something, makes it to the other side of the street. And he starts to give the dog treats. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So another fellow comes up and says the same thing. Why are you giving that bad dog a treat? You should kick him in the ass. And the blind man says, I gotta find out where his head is first. <laughs> if I didn't think so much, I'd end up like these guys in another 20 years. Balding, tough, and capable, but without a lot of thought. 
Uh, a rabbit walks into a haberdasher. What the hell is a haberdasher? <laughs> the sad fact is, they'll still be clinging to this moment for the next 20 years as their heyday. A time when moral issues were simple and they did what they were told. So that as more years pass and they get to be in positions of power, they'll yearn for those moments and talk among themselves about how good it'd be if they could just go back to those moments again. And by that time, they'll all hold positions of power and they'll be capable of doing just that. Going back to war. Going back to the gimmick. There's Ewo and it's, it's 531. Pay up, I win. And to what end? More planes with more bombs, with more young toughs like Fitch? To what end? Three more hours to Japan, gentlemen. Hey, Frank, you okay? Sure. Terrible coffee, though. <laughs> Ain't it always? I tug at my baseball cap and head after the toilet. When I have time to compose myself, I finally feel I can head back out. Hey, give me them off the top. Hey, January, come on, play some hey, poker with us. No thanks. I move down between the pilots into the nodes. Hey, good shooting. I can't reply, can't think, and sure as hell can't target. It's quieter and forward, even though I'm just out of arm's reach of the pilots. I get settled and look out the rib plexiglass. I can hear Fitch and McDonald chatting. Gonna be dawn soon. We'll be a sitting duck. Yeah, flying in the sunlight always makes me nervous. There's something safe about flying at night. It's dawn, and the whole vault of the sky's pink. Beautifully shifting to lavender and then blue. Pulse by pulse it goes to a different color. I've always thought that dawn's the best time to see how big the earth really is. I'm sweating, and I blame it on the coffee. My watch says six. We're at the approach, leg. Lead plane's chicken for weather, Scout. Cloud cover in Kokora. Cloud cover in Nagasaki. Looks like clouds cover six-tenths of Hiroshima. Roger that. Cloud cover, six-tenths. Doesn't sound good. Maybe we'll have to cancel the whole mission because of weather. We'll look at Hiroshima first. Damn bitch. My parachute slips in the seat, and I readjust it. I stare at it, thinking. Thinking of a way out. I quietly push it under my flight suit, and I get up. Moving out of the nose and down the back. Where you going, January? Oh, it, it, it's the coffee again. <laughs> Always leaves you going back for seconds. I'm not going aft this time. No, I make my way to the navigation area, slip down into the central escape hatch, and Matthews and Benton turn back to their stations to watch for incoming signals. I reach for the hatch door because it's all that's in the way between me and freedom. I open it. Parachute ready. January? What the hell are you... January? Frank! No! Aha! See you all in hell! It's your responsibility now! I'm free! I'm free! I'm free! Captain January! Yes, sir. We're bearing down on the target for the initial point, and we'll settle in for the bomb run. You'll get the coordinates for the duration from Matthews. Roger that. 
I can do it. I can get back to the hatch and float down from this flying purgatory like a puff of dandelion. The cool air, the silk canopy of the sky hanging over me like a private world. I need water, Father. Help me. Leave me alone. You're driving me insane. Go away. I need water, Father. Don't you think I'd feel better bailing? Wouldn't I? Help me. All right. I'll think of something. Lieutenant Stone has now armed the bomb, and I can tell you all what we are carrying. Aboard us is the world's first atomic bomb. I'd heard of splitting atoms before. Tremendous energy in every atom, Einstein had said. Break one and, well, I'd seen the result, hadn't I? On film. The power of atom splitting produces an intense energy in the form of X-rays, which would... Killed by X-rays. What's the Geneva Convention think about that, boys? When the bomb is dropped, Lieutenant Benton will record our reaction to what we see. This recording is being made for history, so watch your language. <laughs> watch our language? Don't curse or blaspheme God at the sight of the first atomic bomb incinerating a city and all its inhabitants with X-rays. Bearing down in the island of Honshu in an hour, approximately. Damn, I wish that crack in the odometer would have been fixed. It's messing with my readout. A crack in the odometer. That means we'll have to go back. If the crack gets any worse, we'll have no way to record the mission and... And I'm playing a game here that I used to play as a small boy. Silly of me to use it now. I'm remembering it. How'd it go? <laughs> Gotta be careful not to step on a crack. If I step on this crack, I cause an earthquake in Africa. This crack and I'll cause an earthquake to happen in Minnesota. This crack will cause an earthquake that'll swallow up my house. Have to be very careful not to step here. See that car? I have to cross the road behind it because if I don't and I cross in front of it, then that car won't make it through the next intersection before a truck hits it, and so the man driving will be killed and won't be able to invent the flying boat that will save President Wilson from kidnappers. I have to wait for him to pass first. Because everything I do is vitally important and determines the fate of the world. Everything. Because everything I do is vitally important. <laughs> uh, and everything I do today determines the fate of the world. God, I shouldn't have been such a wise kid. All right, January, we're coming up on the target. Mark my altimeter readings, 231. Roger. Wind speeds at 30. Roger. There's Honshu. Damn. Cloud cover. Matthews, I'm giving over guidance to you. Just tell us what to do. Bear south, two degrees. January, are you ready? I'm just waiting. Adjust to a heading of 265. We're coming in directly upwind. January, dial it down to 231 miles per hour. 231. Everyone but January and Matthews, get your goggles on. Yes, one needs to protect one's eyes or they might melt. I checked my watch. It's 8 o'clock here in... Hiroshima, they'll be up and reading their papers, sipping tea. My mark to AP. AP, aiming point. 
the Pointe Aoi Bridge, a T-shaped bridge in the middle of the delta straddling the city. It's easy to recognize. Damn, there's a lot of cloud down there. Are you going to be able to see? I won't be sure until we try it. We can make another pass and use radar if we need to. 45 seconds to AP. Don't drop it unless you're sure, January. Yes, sir. All right. Here we go. 20 seconds to AP. Keep it right on this heading, Captain. January, we'll stay at 231. And same heading. January, she's all yours. 10 seconds to AP. Everyone, make sure your goggles are on and be ready for the turn. Mark! My finger doesn't depress the switch. I don't touch it more than a little bit. I can't. I've turned the switch, but I'm not... I'm not getting a tone. Flipping it. Back and forth. But still... No. Wait. Wait a second. What the hell's wrong? We're passing out of target range. Damn it. Not on this city. Damn you, I will not let it happen again. They did this to Audrey City. Can't you see what it does? Maybe I've dropped without a blink on too many cities in my time. But not this bomb. Not on this city. That's it. It started. But where will it land? Captain January! Hold steady! Bombs away! See anything? Nothing. How long has it been? Ten seconds. I can't find my goggles, so I clamp my eyes shut tightly. Blood in my eyelids lights up red, then white. On the earphones, I hear the cries coming from the men. Sweet mother Jesus. Oh! Another shockwave coming. Brace! It's the end of the world. Guess that solves my problem. There's a long pause, like the stillness before the earth was born. And when I open my eyes, I realize still see. Those were the shock waves from the bomb. We're okay now. Look at that. I mean, look at that son of a bitch go. I look. The cloud layer has burst apart and a black column of smoke billows up from a core of red fire. The top of the column's already our height and I stare at the fiery base of the cloud, at the scores of fires feeding it, and I wait with pain as the clouds clear and I can see through a gap in the clouds. The city of Hiroshima, untouched. We missed, we missed it. We landed at heading 29020. You hit the forest outside of Hiroshima, Captain. Oh, I am grinning like a rictus. I sit back in my seat and let a flow of relief fill my body. I did it. Son of a bitch, I did it. God damn it. I am going to go down there and kill him myself. Don't go down there, bitch, bitch. January, get up here. Yes, sir. Do you, do you think we'll all be sterile? Damn, I can taste the radiation, can't you? Tastes like lead. Should I, uh, start recording everyone's reactions, Captain? To hell with that! January, you bastard! You lost your nerve, coward! Go to hell! You know, I punched him. Happy to finally have a target I can hit. I gave him a nice square whack in the face. I don't get any more in because Fitch grabs me by the collar and pulls me around until we're face to face. Is that right? Did you screw up on purpose? No! You bastard! Oh. Son of a bitch! 
You know, I let Fitch have it too. Why use preferential treatment? He staggered back from the impact of my fist in his face. Then he lurched at me, ready to beat me up. Get yourselves together! Listen, the city was in crosshairs when I flipped the switch, but the first couple of times I flipped it, nothing happened. That's a lie! There was nothing wrong with that switch, I checked it myself. Besides, the bomb exploded miles beyond Hiroshima. Look for yourself, that's minutes. You did it! You don't know that, you just get me to a board of inquiry quick. And leave me alone until then. If you touch me again, I'll shoot you. They'll shoot you for this, disobeying orders, that's treason! Shepard, shut the hell up! Let's get out of here. I can taste lead, can't you? He's a lying Listen, Shepard! I don't know who you think you are, but you better know- Silence! So, I thought I'd be happy getting out of that cramped plane with everyone breathing down my neck. But now we're in the conference room back on Tinian. And there is no longer the silence of pure air roaring when the men aren't arguing with one another. They've calmed down around me once again. And this time, there's no motor to drown out the tense silence. Captain January? Colonel Scholes. I ask you a question. Could you repeat it, sir? I couldn't hear you before. Describe exactly what happened when you depressed the switch on the bombing run. I waited, using Matthew's information, and when the AP was under the crosshairs, I pushed down the switch but got no signal. I flipped it up and down repeatedly until the tone kicked in. At that point, there was still 15 seconds to the release. Was there anything that may have caused the tone to start when it did? Not that I noticed immediately, but... That's impossible. I checked the switch before we flew, and there was nothing wrong with it. Besides, sir, the drop occurred over a minute after a we... Captain Shepard the... will hear from you presently. But, he, sir, he's obviously lying. Captain Shepard, it is not at all obvious. Don't speak unless questioned. <clears throat> anyway... I noticed something about the bomb when it was falling that could explain why it stuck. I need to discuss it with one of the scientists familiar with the bomb's design. What was that? There's going to be an inquiry, right? This is the inquiry, Captain January. Tell us what you saw. But there will be some proceeding beyond this one? Well, it looks like there's going to be a court-martial, yes, Captain. That's what I thought. I don't want to talk to anyone but my counsel and some scientists familiar with the bomb. I'm a scientist familiar with the bomb, and you could tell me if you really had anything, but you don't... I said I need a scientist, not a goddamn mechanic. Hey, I don't have to take that! I say just shoot him! What is the matter with you? Order. You don't know Sit he did it! Sit down! I'll see your assigned counsel and initiate the court-martial. Meanwhile, you are under arrest on suspicion of disobeying orders in combat. One last thing, Colonel Scholes. Tell General LeMay that if the Japs are told this drop was a warning, it might have the same effect. I told you! He did it on purpose! All right, I told someone, you he someone did it on purpose! Captain Shepard! War breeds strange confessions. These occur in the intersections the places of contact you never thought you'd live to see. Moments you never realized would come to you through long hours. The MPs bring me meals in an empty NCO's office. It acts as my cell since they don't have anything like prisons here at the compound. For the first few days, all I did was sleep. 
but then I come to when I have all the time in the world to think about my actions. It's Wednesday, I think, and the MPs lead a colonel into my room. The man has iron hair and stands stiffly before me. I shake his hand and he crushes it good. I can see in his pale, icy eyes that he has no love for me. Captain, I am Colonel Dre. I have been ordered to defend you in court-martial. Ordered, huh? To do that, I'm going to need every fact you have. So why don't we get started? I'm not talking to anybody until I've seen an atomic scientist. Captain January, I am your defense counsel. I know who you are. Your defense of me depends on you getting one of the scientists here. The higher up he is, the better. And I want to speak to him alone. I, I will have to be present. Naturally, you're my defense lawyer. But no one else. Our atomic secrecy may depend on it. You saw evidence of sabotage. Not one more word until that scientist is here. He was not a happy man. Oh well, this is his cross to bear now. I'm setting this plan in motion, and whatever happens, happens. You know, I don't feel bad about it, any of it. I mean, I know of all the men, Matthews was probably hurt the most by what I did. The others will get over it, and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> I had to laugh. Somewhere, someone gave the okay for a little night music. It must be eight, nine o'clock, something like that. I have no idea, really. Starting to lose track of the days, even. I think the hours are marked by the MP walking by outside at a given time. But through the lot of it, I find I don't care one bit about the details. I'm confident in a jangled sort of way. The plan's going to work. I did the right thing, so it has to work so everything can be okay, right? What's that? On the far wall, tapping. I'm listening to it, trying to figure out what it is. A bird? A small animal trapped, trying to get out. No, too pointed. It, it's Morse code. Someone's talking to me. N U A R Y J A. It spells January. Who's There. God, I'm rusty. I hope that works. M A T T A Matthews. What do you want? I had to come and see you. I knew you'd figure the code out. You were always cool-headed like that. 
What do you want? To talk to you. I've been thinking. Ever since we dropped it on them and you went through all that, it's made me think about things. And I want to clear my own head. Okay. It really was a mistake, wasn't it? God. I wanted to tell him the truth. I can't talk about it, Matthews. Not even with you. Then it wasn't a mistake. You really did do it on purpose. Did you chicken out? I didn't know what to say. I just sat there uncertain. Never mind. Forget it. It's, it's none of my business. Listen, whatever happens tomorrow, I still look up to you, Frank. You made me think... gone. Matthews tails it out before the MPs come around again. Doesn't come back that night. What did he mean, whatever happens tomorrow? You know, I hadn't really minded the solitude of my cell until this moment. There was no one here to answer my own question but me. For the first time, I realize I'm in a cell. Alone, without answers. What's going on out there? Hey, MP, come here. What do you want? What's with the jeeps and the tractor pulling the trolley? What's under that tarpaulin? They're making another strike. They're gonna do it right this time. No! No, no! You don't need to do this! It isn't necessary! Hello again, Colonel Dre. This is Dr. Forrest. I helped develop the bomb. He's got a crew cut and dressed in fatigues. He looks more army than the colonel here. Not much help. I vouch for this man's identity on my word as an officer. Great. So, you had some trouble getting it off when you wanted to. Tell me what you saw. I saw nothing. I want you to take a message back to the scientists. You folks have been working on this thing for years, and you must have had time to consider how the bomb should have been used. You know we could have convinced the Japs to surrender by showing them a demonstration. Wait a minute. You're saying you didn't see anything? There wasn't a malfunction? That's right. It wasn't necessary. I'm... I'm terribly sorry, Dr. Forrest. He told me he had evidence of sabotage. We're... we're wasting our time. I Why want we... you to go back and ask the scientists to intercede for me. I haven't got a chance in that court-martial, but if the scientists defend me, then maybe they'll let me live, see? I don't want to get shot for doing something every one of you scientists would have done. What makes you think that's what we would have done? Don't you think we considered it? Don't you think men better qualified than you made the decision? Oh, God. What, 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 
what made you think you were competent to decide something as important as that? Because I was the man doing it, Dr. Forrest. You take even one step back from that, and suddenly you can pretend it's not your doing. Fine for you, but I was there. I've had enough. Have you ever tried to imagine what one of your bombs would do to a city full of people? Enough! I am under no obligation to keep what I have heard here confidential. You can be certain it will be used as evidence in your court-martial. It was my best chance. The court-martial lasted all of two days. My verdict was guilty of disobeying orders in combat and of giving aid and comfort to the enemy. Do you know what the penalty is for giving aid and comfort to the enemy? Death by firing squad. Now I'm waiting for them to bring me out and finish it. The door opens. But it's not an MP waiting to take me out. It's a little Catholic priest. Tubby, bespectacled, and he looks kind of scared of me. He's rubbing his hands together nervously. What's the matter, Father? Hello, son. I hear that you turned out the other priest and wondered if perhaps you'd like to talk to me. Not particularly. Do you mind if I talk to you? Not particularly. My name is Father Patrick Getty. I let him I talk to me. South Dakota. It's true I turned out the other priest. But that was only because he's the same chaplain who blessed our mission before takeoff. I find it rather disgusting that he'd make a pity appearance on my behalf. But this guy, I don't know. Something about him seems so genuine. When he returns the next day, I let him talk to me again, only I talk back a bit myself. He's easygoing. A gentle kind of soul. Somehow talking to him eases the pain of the second bomb strike and the futility of it all. Actually, I just finished with my seminary training, and, well, I heard about you and about how you'd turned away your own chaplain, so I came to see you. I admit it's my first assignment to come here, but I'm glad I came. Oh, <laughs> well, you won't be so glad to know me in a few days. You have a mother, a father, anyone I should get in contact with? Yeah, but I suspect they already know what's going on. Still, if it makes you feel better, you can contact them in Vicksburg. We're the only Januaries in town. You know, I never should have left the farm. Don't know why I thought war was such a good thing to go off to. Must have thought I was going to change the world or something. Once I used to think I could change the world just by the smallest action. When I was a boy. You know, I used to play this game. I thought it was dumb. Step on a sidewalk crack and cause an earthquake. You know, it's stupid. Kids are like that. Uh-huh. But now I've been thinking that if everybody were to live their whole lives like that, thinking that every move they made really was important, then it might make a difference. You're accountable for what you do. Yes. Yes, you are. And if you're given orders to do something wrong, you're still accountable, right? 
The orders don't change it. That's right. Mm. Well, so they say anyway. But look what happens. I'm like the guy in a story I read. He thought everything in books was true, and after reading a bunch of westerns, he tried to rob a train. They tossed him in jail. <laughs> ah, books are full of crap. Well, not all of them. Besides, you weren't trying to rob a train. <laughs> <laughs> did Did you read that story? No.、Uh, it was the strangest book. There were two stories in it, and they alternated chapter by chapter, but they didn't have a thing to do with each other.、Uh, I didn't get it. Maybe the writer was trying to say that everything connects to everything else, and maybe he meant that one small thing can affect everything else that comes after it, no matter how unrelated they may seem at the time. Maybe, but it's a funny way to say it. Well, I like it. The war is over, but I'm still in this stripped officer's prison on this sweaty island. I've been watching everyone else leave, but I don't get to go home. The only bright spot in all this is that Getty's here. He didn't leave either, though he could have. It all feels so futile. Why'd I go through all the trouble if they made a second strike and ended the war? I did it for nothing. There's only one thing that can save me now: a presidential pardon. I'm waiting for Getty to bring me news of Truman's decision. So, did you hear any news? Yes, they did not approve your presidential pardon. Hmm. It seems the president approves the sentence. That bastard. Well, let me give you some better news. Given your situation, I don't think telling you matters, though I've been told not to. The second mission, you know, there was a second strike. Yes. Well, they missed two. What? What? You're kidding? No, they flew to Kokura, but found it covered by clouds. It was the same over Nagasaki and Hiroshima, so they flew back to Kokura and tried to drop the bomb using radar to guide it. But apparently there was a a genuine equipment failure this time, and the bomb fell on an island. So, so we never we never dropped an atom bomb on a Japanese city. That's right. <laughs> and and get this, I heard this from my superior. They sent a message to the Japanese government telling them that the two explosions were warnings, and that if they didn't surrender by September first. We would drop bombs on Kyoto and Tokyo, and then where else we had to. Word is that the emperor went to Hiroshima to survey the damage, and when he saw it, he ordered the cabinet to surrender. So, so it worked. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Yep, <laughs> just like I said it would. Yes, <laughs> just like you said they should do it. <laughs> so, so Truman's going to shoot me anyway, eh?、Um. Yeah, I guess that's right. Ah,、uh, <laughs> he's a bastard, all right, and proud of being a bastard, which makes it worse. If Roosevelt had lived, oh, it would have been different. Yeah, maybe so, but he didn't. 
Cigarette? You smoke Lucky Strike? You haven't got a camel? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. That's awfully good news. I never believed Truman would pardon me anyway, so mostly you've brought me good news. Ha! They missed! You have no idea how much better that makes me feel. I think I do. Yeah, so I'm a good American after all. I am a good American, no matter what Truman says. Yeah, you're better than Truman any day. <laughs> you better watch what you say, Father. I got nothing but looks of contempt ever since I dropped the bomb outside Hiroshima. I betrayed my crewmen. I was scowled at by MPs, colonels, and scientists. But I look in Patrick Getty's eyes, deep past his spectacles, and into the depths of his gray irises, and I see something else. He's looking at me as if I'm some kind of hero. That wasn't exactly right, but seeing it, I see an inkling of things to come. Today I stepped on a crack, and I changed the world. Dawn on Tinian Island. The sun's turning the sky to pink and lavender as the MPs open my door. Are you ready, son? Yes. But before I go, I want to share something with you. Come here. You see that? The whole vault of the sky is pink, pulsing to lavender. Then blue. I've always thought dawn's the best time to see what the Earth is really like. Do you see it? Yeah, I see now. Do you want last rites? No. I won't need them this morning. The MPs lead me to a line of men holding rifles and standing before a hastily constructed execution shed. One MP actually shakes my hand. Thankfully, Getty stayed, but no one else did. Cigarette? They load one of the guns with a blank cartridge, right? Yes. So each man in the squad can imagine he may not have pulled the trigger. Yes, it's right. But I know. Prepare, Hood. Ready. Aim. 